Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to have Carrie Green back on to discuss a proper mindset from a Christian perspective. And we have lots of scripture to back this up, but I want to highlight one piece of scripture in particular, and that is Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. From this, we're going to take and we're going to apply this to our daily lives so we can learn how to walk with God in a proper manner and uh, how to change our lives for the better. I hope that you enjoy part two of that conversation. And to bring this kind of full circle, we began right toward the beginning talking about how feelings influence our perception of what's true. And oftentimes false doctrine and false beliefs about things happen based on our feelings in a particular subject or a particular situation. Let me give you an example. Um, I know of a family who uh, one of their sons came out of the closet as being gay. Well, at first, this Christian family was just very distraught. They were very bothered. They were, they were praying for their son. They were hoping for some sort of miracle, some sort of change. Well, over time, as it became apparent that the son wasn't going to change his lifestyle, at least not in the short term, um, they began modifying their view. And here, 10, 12, 15 years later, they are leaving their church they once loved because the church won't allow gay ministers and the church won't allow. And it's all because of their feelings for their son have, have warped their view of a very clear teaching in scripture. And so they get into all the arguments about, well, that was for that culture. It's not for our culture. It's this and that. And we can justify anything based on feelings if we're not careful. And I'm not here to bash people who are homosexual. I'm not here to bash anybody who takes an alternate lifestyle. I'm just here to say God's truth is God's truth. And it is for our good. And so if we, if we choose to lo- live in a lifestyle that's outside of that truth, there are consequences for that, just natural consequences that, that we as loving people should be warning people about and should be uh, not catering to, not, not waffling on our doctrine because of someone close to us, but rather appealing to them to, to conform to the truth because that is what will set them free. Yeah, and... When you look at even Mark chapter 13, uh, the Christ is talking about how people are going to be persecuted. It's going to be father against child or parent against child, child against them, and they're going to be turning them them in. Well, the same applies with our own day-to-day lives. It's not just going to be about persecution. It's going to be divides are going to happen in the family because someone doesn't believe the way we do. And like Mm -hmm. you say, that doesn't mean we need to waffle or give in to what they are believing. We still have our beliefs. And that's not to say if your child turns out, so they end up going out, uh, coming out as homosexual, that's not to say you don't love them. That is to say they're still wrong in their lifestyle and we should be praying and petitioning for them to the Lord and, and praying for that change. And we show them love. But that doesn't mean we accept what they've chosen. Uh, And that's something that Christians have a hard time wrapping their minds around often is, is, uh, well, if I love them, well, then I I should be, I should be kind of accepting what they're, and it's like, no, that's giving in on your beliefs and your doctrinal, and it's going against what the Bible says. The Bible is very clear about sexual immorality, 
what it thinks. Sodom and Gomorrah is the big example that that comes to mind right there. There was a town, cities full of sexual immorality, and God destroyed those cities. Mm-hmm. He made it very clear what he thinks of sexual immorality. And uh, Jesus, yes, he he loved people for who they were, but that doesn't mean that if someone was a homosexual, Jesus was like, I'm going to, I'm going to come to me and be, be a disciple of mine. No, you can't be a disciple unless you repent of your, your sin and your old way of life and follow Christ and his teachings. And and, and that's, that's what it's about is, is like, yeah, if you, you can, you can be a homosexual or trans or bi, any of that stuff and come to a church but you're not going to get a leadership position or even membership in the church until you repent of your ways and you come to Christ and accept that he is washing you clean. And part of being washed clean is changing your actions and the way you're acting. Yeah. And let's be clear here. The same principle goes for the man who's cheating on his wife. The same principle goes for the person who's addicted to drugs the same principle goes for the guy who is who's being dishonest on his taxes. You know, I mean, yeah. sin is sin. It, yeah. Repentance is required to be a follower of Christ. And none of us walk that out perfectly in our lives once we come to Christ. Far from but it. we have the power of the Holy Spirit and we have the forgiveness that is offered through the cross to enable us to grow out of those sins over time. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've seen... Uh, People, that's why I love seeing recovery programs that churches yeah. churches have because uh, addiction is is definitely one of those areas that is really hard to change mm-hmm. the way you're acting. It's so easy to fall back into those addictions, and so recovery programs are huge. But I think oftentimes churches mistakenly focus more on those programs and not on programs for people who are in other sins that they don't necessarily want to recognize uh, or admit. Um, And so I think as a church, we we could do a whole lot better. And as Christians, we could do a whole lot better at focusing on how do we come alongside these people and help them and help them to see Christ's love and mentor them. Uh, Because if we don't come alongside them and we just kind of cast them aside, don't want anything to do with them. Well, that's not Christ's love. That's not going to help them to see that they need to repent. And, and it's the love is that we want to see them in heaven. We want to see them following Christ so that we can be with them in eternity, because that's, that's the gift that, that Christ has given us, the freedom of sin and the ability to be in God's glory and Christ's glory for all of eternity and be able to worship him in heaven. And, and that, that is what true love is, is, is that sacrifice that he made. And if we love someone we're we are going to fight to get them to heaven and we, we can't twist their arm, but we're going to try whatever we can to get them into heaven and to, help the Holy Spirit because we're tools to be used by the Holy Spirit. And if we aren't willing to work with people that we don't necessarily agree with their lifestyle, we're going to really struggle in showing 
Christ's love and in being a tool for the Holy Spirit. And that's why yeah. we need to turn to prayer and scripture is to be like, how can the Holy Spirit use me? And let God yeah. show you how yeah. he can use you. Yeah, and, and this goes back to the issue of truth and mindset. If we believe what the scripture says about who we are, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit, that we are empowered by Christ as a new creation, then we're able to more boldly step into those situations, casting aside our fear, casting aside our doubt, to truly believe Jesus will love that person through us. We don't have to have degrees. We don't have to have special Bible knowledge. We, we just have to have the spirit of the living God in us to reach out to that person. The same goes true for the recovery programs in churches. How are we going to help these people? Well, it's by teaching them the truth about sinners who need a savior, walking them through the steps of repentance, and then teaching them the truth that they have a new identity now. They are now a redeemed son or daughter of God. They now have the power through the Holy Spirit to walk out the change that Christ is working in them. And this mindset issue is just so integral to every part of life. And I think as Christians, we need to really give, it's kind of ironic to say it this way, we need to give the mindset issue more thought. Yeah. We need to really uh, internalize the power of thinking according to God's truth. Yeah, and when you do, it, it will change everything in your mm -hmm. life. Uh, it, it'll change the way that you walk with Christ. Uh, it'll change the way that you walk with your family, the way that you mm -hmm. treat your friends, the way that you treat your neighbors. Everything will change. And we really need to stop backing away from issues just because they're uncomfortable because if we're following christ's example he didn't back away from any issues that were uncomfortable he faced them head on and he called out false teachings and that is something that in our mind we need to be recognizing false teachings and we need to call them out that's not saying we think we're better than them that's just saying this is the truth this is how we need to be thinking. And you're teaching something that goes against the truth. Mm. And people can say that that's judgmental or whatever, but it's not judgmental. It is speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so oftentimes in society, everything, if you don't agree with me, you must hate me, is that thought. And that's not a mindset that is of Christ either. Th yeah. That is where having discussions about things you maybe don't agree on and coming to something where I can be like, I either can see parts of your view, but this is the truth yeah. and, and let them know you heard them. I, I I've yeah. listened, I've heard, and not just you disagree with me, shut up. Like that, yeah. that's, that's what society teaches us these days is. And, and social media has been so bad for that. I, I try not to post much on social media for that exact reason is it's yeah. so, so bad for that. It's just uh, a hate, hate filled echo chamber. And uh, I don't think that accomplishes anything. And as Christians, yeah. we need to be careful not to fall into that, that trap. That's right. Yeah. We can be guilty of fomenting the dissension rather than actually contributing to a helpful dialogue that leads people to a knowledge of the truth. And I love what you said about Jesus not backing away from issues. He, he did face them head on and he did so with whatever uh, approach was appropriate for the situation. If confrontation was needed, he made it. If, it if, if compassion and love needed to be the main presenting face that he gave, then that's what it was. 
he, he was just wise with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to act according to the needs of the situation. And we as believers in Christ have that very same Holy Spirit, very same ability to step into a situation and speak with wisdom and with truth. And if we feel like we don't, well, God's given us a promise. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give generously without reproach. So, so you know, that's probably a topic of another whole episode. You, you can just, just blows your mind thinking about God himself who created the world in wisdom, promises to give us his wisdom if we just simply ask. It just blows me away. Yeah, and I love what you said about we all have the same Holy Spirit because uh, in Acts especially, like, we're, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they acted differently. Everybody thought they were drunk because there was so much joy and speaking of the tongues as the Holy Spirit came upon them. And that's where you see the gifts of the Spirit coming in. And again, that's another topic for another episode, but the Holy Spirit helps guide our mindset, helps keep Mm -hmm. us focused. And, And that's where spending time in prayer and meditation and listening, giving time to just listen I was really trying to practice that yesterday and, and it is really, really hard to do to, yeah. to just spend time in quiet, just listening. It's such a hard thing to do. But in our Bible study that we were doing, we were, we had been talking about that and I'm like, I need to be better at that. Like we can say that we're trying to give time for listening, but are we really listening? Mm-hmm. And it is, it is tough because your mind wanders all over the place yeah. as you're trying yeah. to, as you're trying to listen to the Holy spirit. Uh, so I think, I think, we've covered application so well in terms of um, how these things get applied to our lives, but is there anything you maybe want to add about how to apply this to our lives before we move on to changes that we can make? Yeah. Well, I think, I think in terms of application, uh, the, the whole thing we're talking about is really a, a matter of habit. It's a matter of day by day learning to adjust your mindset from the default to God's mindset about things. And that doesn't just happen overnight. And it doesn't just happen because you wish it would happen. Like any other habit in your life, you've got to build it step at a time, brick at a time. And that's one of the reasons that I began my daily devotional podcast is because I realized that we all wake up in that default mindset. And perhaps was my thought, a six minute little scripture based shot to the soul would help people get their mind right for the day. And I, I've just seen that as a, as a very helpful practice for myself and thousands of others, just daily getting your mind renewed according to the truth of God, beginning to see the world the way he sees it. And over time, that builds into a spiritual muscle of sorts that enables you to lift heavier and heavier weights when it comes to the ministry needs around you and the people who, who God brings across your path. Uh, Jesus himself said, uh, he who is faithful in little will be given much, you know, and as we learn to become faithful in a little in renewing our mindset, he gives us more and more opportunity to use that stronger mindset and to help others. Yeah. And that really uh, ties in perfectly with, with changes that, that we really need to make. And one of those big changes is setting time aside, especially at the beginning or early part of your day for devotion and, and scripture reading. Uh, and prayer. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a, a major, major component and something I know we can all work on and, and do better at uh, in terms of in terms of our life. So it's not a I'm better than you kind of thing. It's a, a, a thing that we all need to really work as work on. And it is it is work. It does take yeah. effort. Uh, when 
Christ called us to follow him and be disciples. He never said it was going to be easy and simple. And I love the song that 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 talks about it's not going to be easy. Like it it, it just it, it's so true. It, things are not going to necessarily be easy when we follow Christ. We have to work at it. It, it does take effort. Everything in life that's worth doing takes effort. And our walk with Christ is, is no different. There, there has to be effort. There has to be a, a focus on, I need to change this and recognizing in your own self. Or if someone comes alongside you, recognizing what that they're right in their correction. Like, like oh yeah. Yes, sometimes we our initial response is, let's get defensive. And then as you process it, you're like, no, I think they were right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we all need to just be aware that because it's such a difficult thing and because it's hard work, it's going to take time and we're going to make mistakes. We're going to stumble. I think a perfect illustration for all of us is, is what we've all seen, a little child who's learning how to walk. I mean, that little kid just instinctively, God's wired into them this desire to walk and they're, they're, they're relentless. They just keep going and keep going and keep going until they learn to balance and they, they have that drunken sailor look for a while where they're just stumbling around, but they're getting it and, and more and more practice. And nobody, when they're watching that child, ever chides the child and says, you stupid kid, why don't you keep bumping your head? You know, we understand the process. Well, the same is true here. As, you, as you're going to start renewing your mindset, start with those baby steps. Start with a, a little five or six minute devotional reading. Start with a five or six minute podcast that helps you get your mind aligned. Start with something small and build over time. Begin reading. I mean, some of the, the practices I've learned as a next step beyond that that are just great is, is the epistles, for example, all of Paul's writings, Peter's writings, John's writings. Uh, they're, they're wonderfully ad adaptable to this, this process of, of, for example, let's take the book of Colossians. Read the book of Colossians through in one setting and do that again for seven days straight. You will come out of those seven days with this expanded view of what God was trying to say through the book of Colossians that you never had before, because you've had this concentrated exposure to it over a concerted period of time. That's what we do when we study other things. That's what we do when we're learning to play an instrument. That's what we do when we're learning to, to get some physical discipline down, like exercisers. Why don't we do it with scripture? Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you can expand. For example, take the book of Mark. Try and read the book of Mark three times through the course of a week, you know, front to back. It's one of the shorter gospels and you will find yourself feeling much more familiar with who Jesus is, much more familiar with his, his ministry and the power he has. You'll just find yourself growing. And it, it doesn't really sound like a lot because it's not really a lot. It would take you about 20 minutes to read through the book of Colossians. And if you could do that every day for seven days or 12 days or a whole month, imagine the growth and the spiritual vitality that would come into your life just from understanding all in one context what God is saying through that one book. Those are a couple of uh, suggestions that I would give to people. Yeah, and it comes down to what Paul has has said uh, throughout his different things. He always compares it to a race and finishing yeah. strong. And when he says a race, he's not meaning like a short hundred meter dash no no it is it's a long race and we need to finish strong and a long race you do pace yourself you've got different paces so you're going to have ups and downs 
uh, and then you're going to get second wins and third wins and and that and you need to really remember that it's mm-hmm. it's a race but you need to pace yourself you can't go all out because you burn out and people do burn out mm-hmm. you do need to pace yourself and at the same time you don't want to go too slow so you do need to make sure you're putting an effort into the whole race yeah and so you can finish it strong and i love that analogy that that paul puts in there of comparing it to a race because yeah. it is so true and we do need to finish strong we need to be at that finish line waiting for the lord and and jesus will be cheering us on the whole time and and right. it, it's it, it's a a great way to just think about in your head i gotta be strong in this i've got to maintain my my, my steady pace um that's good tony that's and, really good and, and, and have mentors Men- mentors i think are yeah. important too oh yeah mentors are huge um whether living or dead yeah you know, there's all kinds yeah. of writings from days gone by of saints of god who have just been so instrumental in my life and i know probably in yours too tony and I, I think of that illustration that Paul gives of the race. And Paul helps us to focus our, our mindset around what we're doing when he says, those who run in a race run to win, and, and they're running for a perishable crown. And he's talking about the green wreath that would be put on a victor's head at yeah. the Olympic Games, you know, that kind of a thing. And he's saying they're doing it for a perishable crown. We're doing it for an imperishable crown. I mean, and by that, he means eternal reward things in heaven we can't even imagine. So we have to keep our sights set that this race is worth running. It's eternally worth running. And, and we just have to stick with it with the power that the Lord provides to us. Yeah. And and that is where we're having um, yourself mentoring someone. Uh, I think that is important for your own spiritual growth. I've got a yeah. few people that, that, that I, I do mentor online and they have challenged me and helped me grow. I've had to do some research and and it's really incredible to to have that feeling, but at the same time, having someone that, like you say, mentors you or readings of people that you really respect that you can go and be like, oh yeah, yeah, like, oh, that that's amazing. I, it changes with, like, I never thought of it yeah. that way. Yeah. And you help each other grow. Uh, so you're equipped to go out there and, and share the gospel. Uh, with people and share God's love with with people Uh, and the other thing is is go to church I think that is something that a lot of people have fallen away from since COVID but having a church that you go to you agree with their doctrine you their pastor you you can tell their pastor is is speaking things that make sense from scripture and that they're referring to scripture but having a, a church to go to, I think that's a big change that people need to to really start making is that effort. I need to go to church and have that fellowship with with other people. Online is great. Uh, I, I love that people tune into the podcast and and all that. That's great throughout throughout the week. But you really do need to to have a time when you just go to church and have a the pastor's wisdom and the fellowship of other believers. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that last part. There's there's something that happens in the in-person context that really has no way of happening in an online context. And that is the personal communication and connection that you can have with other believers. Uh, Paul also talks so much about how the body functions together uh, and he calls it the body, like a human body, you know, and, the, and we all are different parts and one part can't do without the other. And, and that is so true. That, that though we think we're kind of lone rangers at times and these people really aren't relating to me at all, 
I mean, we're all in a local church, we're all integral to the health and the well-being of that church. And we all grow when it is healthy. And so you contribute to that. Others will contribute to your life and, and together you'll all grow. Yeah, and we all have our spiritual gifts uh, and fruits of the spirit that we're better at using um, and things that we struggle at in terms of gifts or fruits of the spirit. And that's why it is a body of Christ and, and body of believers is because we come together and we have, if you have the proper mindset, you can recognize this person's really good at this. You know, if I need help in, in this area, I can go to them or recognizing that you're better at an area. So maybe volunteer in that area in the church. Yeah. So you yeah. can help out. And so having that proper mindset takes, takes humility um, and setting aside your, your pride. So you're just like, okay, God, like, show me where you want, want to use me. Uh, show me my strengths, my weaknesses. And there's many books out there that you can read that that'll help you kind of pinpoint fruits of the spirit uh, or what gifts you're, you're, you're really good at. There's so many of them out there. Um, and in terms of marriage, I, I like the, the book, um, the five love languages, um i think it's gary chapman who wrote that yeah, one i could be so. wrong though but uh that book is it, it was very good in helping us in our marriage which when your marriage is healthy that changes the way that you can be fruitful in a, in a church and be that that vine in, in a church that you can that you can grow and and mature in. Yeah, uh, if you don't have, if you don't have a healthy marriage, it's going to be hard to to have a healthy relationship with other believers in the church. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it just clicked in my mind. It's Gary Smalley. Smalley. Gary yeah, That's Gary right. Smalley. Just wanted listeners to have the right. Yes. Yes. There. Thank you. But yeah, yeah. So Tony, they, yeah, those are great points. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. I've really, really uh, enjoyed this uh, this chat. We'll have to do this again. Um, it's it's really a pleasure, and it's great to think about these these different things, so you can really get that proper focus uh, on, yeah. on on your faith and, and that perspective on your faith. Absolutely, Tony. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Carrie Green and I discuss proper mindset how to apply having that mindset that's focused on Christ and on what God wants and applying that to your life. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to that and that you've taken something out of that and that you can make some changes to your life. If you would like to commit your life to Christ and you've never done that, I would encourage you to do so now. Do not wait. And you can go ahead and reach me at tpeters745 at gmail.com should you have any questions. 